evening, good evening, good evening, Baltimore and the surrounding areas and all those who have been listening and have been supporting Man in the Mirror. The summertime is over and we are back working on a regular schedule now. We, I know we've been on and off, but it's summertime and it's hard to keep up with people and times and things that's going on, but we are back. It is the first Friday in September, if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, I'm in trouble. But <clears throat> it is September 7th, 2018. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Thank you, Hezekiah. Look, can you hear me this time? Because we've been having technical difficulties. Yeah, we can, have, we can hear you this time. Tonight, <laughs> the Lord has taken me in a new direction with the show, with tonight's show. We're going to discuss when all you can say is, give me you. That's all I'm going to say for now. Um, If you want to chime in, you can do so by pressing the number one on your phone, and we will bring you in on tonight's discussion. And remember, after tonight's show, which is from 9 to 10, is 901 now, um, it will be, give us 15, 20 minutes, maybe uh, it will be, on a live on demand for you to actually listen, download, and listen to us. So we want you, if you find a show that we have and you like it, pass them on to someone else because we want you guys to spread the word about man in the mirror. Uh, my motto is real people, real stories, real overcomers. We talk, we have discussions, we bring people on that are real, that have been through real things in life. And that can maybe this story can help you because many times in life we always think that hey I'm the only one that's going through this and that is not so. Um, but we have some fantastic shows coming up soon, so just we want you guys to stay tuned. But before we go on the show, we will open up with prayer. Dear gracious heavenly Father, we just bow down as humble servants, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our lying down, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up to a day we've never seen before, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our listening audience of Man in the Mirror, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us this far with Man in the Mirror, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the host and the hostess, Lord. Help us just to do your will, Lord, through this show, Lord. Bless our families, Lord. Bless the families and surrounding families, Lord. Lord, we just want to know what you want us to talk about tonight, Lord. Help us just to keep it real, Lord. Help us to remember real people, real stories, real overcomers. And, Lord, have your way. Ask all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, tonight. Have you ever been in situations in your life that you just don't know what to do? You turn to your friends and they aren't available? Hmm. You turn to your church leader and they aren't available, so they say. You turn to the family and they and they turn their back on you, but when they need you, you're always there. But tonight's episode will be about those leaders in the church that when you need the need is there, they turn their back on you and they think think you're below them and don't want to give you the time of day. Church leaders, beware. That's all I'm going to say. And I have a couple verses that we will start off with. And the verse tonight, one of the verses tonight will be in James chapter 3, verse 1 for those who have your Bible, if you want to look it up, because you want to make sure we talk about the word, which says in the word, because a lot of things that go on in our lives. And, you know, people may say, well, is that the word? You know, it's telling me that. Is, that. is that what the word says? So we have to make sure. James chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. I'll read that again, and I'm starting off with that tonight. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. And the reason I start off like that, because I'm going to put this question out there. How many of us uh, have ever heard of 
church hoppers. You ever heard of church hoppers in the show? Yeah, and people try to figure out what are church hoppers, okay, and I'm going to look up the definition. Got some noise in the back of the show. Urban, a church hopper is an attendant of a different churches who have voiced churches according accountability groups because of rejection, embarrassment, hostility, and control. I'm going to read that again. A church hopper is an attendant of different churches who avoid accountability, being accountable ones of groups because of rejection, embarrassment, hostility, and control. Hmm. I'll read that one more time because I want you guys, this is the Urban Dictionary. A church hopper is an attendant, one who attends with little or no say of different churches who avoids church accountability, a word lacking a definite meaning, often used in conjunction with accountability. Groups because of rejection, embarrassment, hostility, when someone is not friendly, has cruel intentions towards you, and control. So. When we come along, when we're in church and we want, you know, we want to, we're going to church because we need, we want to be either saved or we're, we're running from something, we need help with something. So when we're there, you know, we expect to be accepted. We expect to be, you know, we accept that the, the leader is going to be there to teach us, to help us, to mold us, to shape us, and help us, you know, and help us to learn, as they say, to be accountable. Because many of us don't want to be accountable. We, you know, that's just a human nature. We don't want to be accountable. But, you know, again, what did they say accountability was? It's a noun, a word lacking of definite meaning often used in conjunction with, okay? So many of us don't want to be accountable, but as a leader, we're, you know, leaders are accountable for multiple things. When you're on your job, you have a leader, and they're accountable for you. Um, people jump, you know, job, you know, people, you know, job, how should I say it, Michelle, people hop jobs because they don't want to be accountable. As soon as it gets uncomfortable, they're ready to go. And so, basically, it's the same thing in church. But then, you know, sometimes, you know, we have leaders that, you know, make it uncomfortable because because of things that happen in our lives. And I started off because how many times, Michelle, have you, you know, went to a friend and, you know, you're always helping them, but when you're in need, are they there? You know, when we go to our friends, you know, you know, they will knock on our door, ring your phone, they will just ring it off the off the wall. But when you need them, or you hear us crickets, you know, that old saying chirp, 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 because they're not around. But um church uh go back to church when we hop from church to church because we're looking for something. You know, and you you know, you know, when I was in Philadelphia I was at my home church for almost 20 years. Now, that's a long time because, you know, people, you know, I was a church musician, and that's a long time plus, you know, to be at one church. Some people can say that. Some people can't say that. So, you know, it's an unfortunate thing, but, you know, you know, when you grow up in a church, you're there. I know someone's been in church almost 40 years. Um, so, you know, you grew up in it. It's 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 your heritage. So I can say that my home church in Philadelphia was part of my heritage. So to be there 20 years is a milestone. But now, you know, I'm just going to talk about myself tonight because, like I say, real people, real stories, real overcomers. You know, um, I've always been a holistic, as I say, church hopper in the past 17 years that I've been here. Let me count. Yeah, got here in 2001, 2018, 17. 17, so, you know, I'm on my third church, but that's okay. 
because we find that things happen in our lives, and that's okay because um, I have a story, but you have to buy the book and read the book. It's called Rediscovering Kai. That's where this show came from. So I do have a story, but you have to buy the book and read the book. Um, it's under um, new, we're rebranding it right now, but it, it will be out soon. I'm working on it. We're rebranding it right now, but it will be out soon. It will be bigger and better. But it's just my life, you know, what I went through um, almost in the past what, 10, 15 years of my life. But I've church hopped, and I'm like, you know, I've church hopped. I've been around different leaders, and, you know, I went through church hurt myself. So when we have different things going on in our lives, it makes you think. It really makes you think because we look up to our leaders. Like our, family, you know, like our children look to, up to us. We look up to our parents. We look up, you know, we look up to the people that we work for, good or bad or indifferent. We look up to them. So when a person looks at a leader, they're expecting that leader to be by their side. But I've come to find out that many leaders are almost in that category of a story I'm going to read, and I'm watching time. A story, you know, of um, like the Good Samaritan, but I'm gonna hold off on that because that's one of my favorite stories. Um, but we'll talk about a, you know, we'll talk about Jesus because Jesus was the perfect leader. And in this feed, on as they say, the carousel, they have I got different pictures of things going on because when all when whenever we're going through in life, sometimes all we can say, even when a leader upsets us or when a leader is not there or when our friends and family is not there. The Lord gave me this song today um, that I found, and I found it on um, YouTube. It's called Give Me You because, you know, when we don't know what to say, when we don't know what's going on and when we're going through and the people that we really love and have trusted aren't there for us, what do we do? What do we say? You know, in our deepest, darkest hours of our lives, what do we say? And the Lord gave me the image of, and I put it on it in the pictures of the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross was up there. He was dying. He knew what he died for. But he was up there, and he was, you know, he was in agony just as long as Jesus was in agony. One guy mocked Jesus. And this one said, we're up here for what we've done. And he told, he asked Jesus, and he just said, told Jesus, remember me, you know, when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say? Now, mind you, this could be a, you know, I can hear this song going on in the background. Give me you. Remind you that as Jesus was dying, he stopped for that moment and said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He didn't have to do that, but he did it out of love. He did it out of love. He did it because he did not want that one soul to stop, that one soul to be lost because of his sin. And he told him before he died, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now, how many of us know people that will stop doing what they're doing? Jesus, stop dying. And said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now, how many of us will stop at merely what we're doing to help that one person who the Lord may bring across to us? Any questions or comments, Michelle? No, I'm just listening. It sounds good. So Jesus stopped. Okay, thank you. Jesus stopped what he was doing and said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Now, that's the story because many of our today's leaders won't even step up to the plate like that, you know. If Jesus was dying, Jesus was on the cross, two was a nail in one hand, nail in the other, and a nail in both his feet in agony. But he didn't want that one to be lost. I'll go another. Before he even got to the cross, he said they talk about the ninth, the, he'll, go, he'll leave the 99 to go after that one. I'll say that again. He'll leave the 99. The shepherd will go leave the 99 sheep and go after that one that strayed away. 
but when we think about that, that's a give me you moment, you know, when everyone turned it back, you know, everyone from, you know, the head to the, the head of the church to the, you know, what they say, one church I used to go to, they'll say, you know, start from the pulpit all the way back to the door. So, you know, when you leave that 99 to go after that one, that's love. Because you're showing that I have to go after that one. Then we got to realize, yes, we got to realize our leaders aren't perfect. They are human just like us. And I, I've come to find out when people church hop because of church hurt, they're looking for something. You know, they may have to leave the church because it hurt. They may have to leave the church. And we did an episode. It wasn't church hurt. Uh, we did an episode so you guys can look that up. It wasn't church hurt. It was people hurt because the church is just a building. Church don't hurt nobody. But people hurt people. And I heard a saying a long time ago, hurt people hurt people. So when people hurt people, it it, 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 it leaves like a scar. So when that person, you know, decides, well, I can't, I have to leave this church and go to another, that's an issue. And that's an issue that we all have to deal with, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's an issue that we all have to deal with because it shouldn't be. Churches should be growing, not, you know, you have to hop from this church to another church to find a church that's going to accept you for who you are, regardless of what happened in your life, what you did, what's going to happen in your life. People have to learn and as to accept us for who we are, you know, because Jesus could have told that thief on the cross, nah, man, you did. I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. But you're up here for what you did. But the word says he came to seek and save those who are lost. And that thief was lost. So he won up that night, that episode of the one, you know, going after the one from the 99. He said today. He ain't say tomorrow. He ain't say, well, wait. He said, today, you know, again, I'll go back when we started. When you call your friends, there's some, some of our friends have excuses. You know, some of our friends have excuses. But when they call you, they want you to go put some gas in your car in the shell. They want you to come like yesterday. But if you need them, you don't hear them. Some leaders, they, they want, 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 want you to do this, want you to do that. When you need when you need help, and you can chime in if you have anything to say, Michelle. Um, if you need help with anything, it's a whole different story. Now that's not all. I said some, so don't go back and say, "Well, Hezekiah said no." I said that's some, because we're all dealing with some kind of issue in our life, and that's why the Lord gave me this because I've been thinking about it. For the past like for the past day, and the Lord gave me this one. Um, basically, after I heard that song, I'm like, what can go with that? What can we talk about? Because the words to the song, you know, that I'm going to play during break, it it it's it's simple, simple, simple. Sometimes we want a big miraculous hallelujah song, but sometimes the Lord says the simple thing. I learned in college, keep it simple, and the word was stupid, but kids, keep it simple, stupid. So it's a simple little few word songs that really can be effective, that really can be effective. Um, but when you hit it, you know, the words are, give me you, everything else can wait, give me you. I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. Simple. You know, when we're going through, we have to think about, you know, when people hurt, our church hurt, people hurt. When people hurt us, when our friends abandon us, when our leaders abandon us, what can you say? What can you do? Because many people will just leave. I got a picture of someone leaving the church. I got a picture of an empty, empty benches in the church. Because we got to think, what is the story behind empty benches? What is the story about a person who's just walking along? What's the story about the woman who's sitting on a bridge all by herself? You know, we can imagine what happened, but 
how can we help these people? You know, what can we say to them? You know, you know, because Jesus, as they say at Christmas time, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is what we're really basically all talking about throughout the universe when it comes to church. How can we be like Jesus? How can we be like Jesus? Jesus told stories in the Bible, you know, parables. He spoke in parables trying to teach us this is the way to live. This is what you do. This is how you do it. You know, be like Jesus. That's how he wants us to live. Be like him. Christians mean is Christ-like. You know, we are Christ-like. Is it easy? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Are we all perfect? No, we're not. Will we ever be perfect? No, we're not. You know, and, you know, we got to realize that it's not always going to be a perfect day. We're not always going to say the right things. We're not always going to do the right things because, um, as Paul said in Romans, and Romans is a good chapter, Romans chapter 6, sin is always going to be right there with us. So we have to be careful. And we, you know, when we know that that wasn't right, even though the person above us or one of our leaders, when we know we still, the best thing we can always do is pray for them. The best we can do is, you know, pray for ourselves first that we won't get out of control because, hey, you know, being human, anger can set in. But, um, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to say tonight is that, you know, we, when we, you know, when we don't know what to say, because it's going to be in time, sometimes in our lives when we don't know what to say, we don't know what to do, we're angry, we're upset. I mean, we, we're angry at the church, we're angry at the leaders, we're, we're, we're just angry because they didn't do what we expected them to do. But that doesn't stop us from being the Christians that God has called us to be. Because from what I learned in math, and my wife provided math, I mean, two negatives don't make a negative, and a negative make a positive, but two wrongs don't make a right. So if they're wrong and you wrong, that ain't going to make it right. You know, we would like it to happen. You know, we would like to get even. You know, we are like, you know, in our minds, we think of those little things that, and what would happen if this happened? But it's not going to happen. We have to realize that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So when we're dealing with our leaders, and we have some great leaders out there, what I'm saying, some great leaders, we have some great leaders that, as you know, I, I feel sorry, you know, because we've all have been through that church hopping thing. I think everyone has been there. So they found the church that's going to, that's really for them. You know, many times you think you, you think you're there because this is I'm at my third church in 17 years, and it's like wow, I've been at one church for 20 years, and then I go off somewhere else and I think about it, it's like I'm at my third church in 17 years. So and I but we I like to look at the glass half and half full. I'm the optimist. You know what God does things in three. So if he did things in three, three is one of his great numbers. Seven is a great number. Seven is the number of completion. So many times if you've been somewhere for seven years, you've completed the cycle. So you know, I've completed the cycle. You know, I won't say it was church hurt. But it was things that people, you know, were involved with, and I had to make a decision. And I made a decision, you know what, it's time to go on. But that's okay. You know, we, and, you know, listen, I want you guys to actually go back, because a man, Michelle, had talked about um, church hurt or people hurt, if I'm correct. And um, that's a good episode because we basically explained it, talked about it, and went through it, because we all, everybody always say it's church hurt. Church don't hurt nobody, but it's people hurt, because we got to realize our leaders and, you know, people in charge are just as human as we are. But, um, 
Any any remarks in the show? Any comments? Yeah, I I was just listening. You know, that's why I didn't say anything earlier. But when you were uh, speaking, you know, that unfortunately is is um, the sentiments that you were expressing is how a lot of people feel. And a lot of people um, harbor some resentment toward the church, toward the people of God, Um, even people who are not, because I heard you speaking and saying, um, you know, how we feel about each other uh, as children of God. But then in addition to that, um, in addition to that, Sometimes people outside of the church can experience church hurt um, through people of God who, you know, may not treat them well. And so I was sitting there thinking about, you know, all of that and and how we deal with each other in the body of Christ. And it was just uh, brought back to my remembrance that one of the subjects of Bible study that we have been doing recently, uh, talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And so the fruits of the Spirit, we were discussing how they are, they are inherently in us um, as children of God. When we receive the Spirit of God, the fruits come with the Spirit because they're just fruits of the Spirit. So basically it, it, it's characteristics that, if you have the spirit, those characteristics can be shown by you. And so we were talking, because I, I think the question was put forth, like, do we have, do all of us have all the fruits of the spirit? And we were discussing that and, and about how all of us have the fruits of the spirit, but it is up to us to allow them to be manifest in our lives and allow people to see those fruits be produced by us in the in the spirit that is within us. And we just need to remember that, you know, we are to treat each other like Christ because it's Christ within us. So we should be treated, Christ is in each of us. Each of us have the spirit of God. Christ is in, in each of us. And the world sees Christ through us. And, you know, people like to say it, and it's a lot of things that people like to quote and say, and, you know, just, oh, it sounds good. Yes, the, the spirit of Christ within me, the, the spirit, you know, all of that. But it's, it's much deeper than that. It's, it's very important that, we not only see the Christ in ourselves, that we also see Christ in others. And so we need to be diligent as children of God and make sure that we treat each other like the Christ in us. So if you're sitting before me and and I see Christ in you, why am I not treating you like I see Christ in you, like as if Christ was sitting right there with me? Because we allow our flesh, which is basically what it is, we basically allow our flesh to override the spirit, but the, the word of God has already told us that we are one, we are overcomers, so we can overcome that that fleshly side of us. And even, um, you know, the scripture talks about how the the two sides, that side of good and evil is warring against one another, but the greater power is God. So we need to remember that. Um, And I just wanted to um, read read a couple of scriptures, Romans um, 8 and 10. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. 
And so we have righteousness in our hearts and in our in our lives, and it can be shown through the spirit that is within us. And then Second uh, Corinthians four six through seven. Because the God who said, out of darkness light shall shine, is the one who shined in our hearts to illuminate the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not out of us. And so when we accept Christ, we have something new that takes residence within us. The spirit is within us. And we are the representation of Christ on earth. And if we take that seriously, if we take that seriously, then as children of God, then there really could be no way that we treat each other in some of the ways that you know, you have seen, I have seen, we all have seen people treat people. But it's because we turn a blind eye to the crisis within our brother or sister, and we make a big deal about the crisis within ourselves. And that's that's the flesh. That's the selfishness of the flesh that wants to, you know, talk about your how pious you are and how magnificent you are because the spirit isn't within you, but you can't see that same spirit in your brother and sister. And so we need to be very careful that that is not how we are handling the spirit of God that is within us, and that's not how we're treating our brother and sister. Well, what was that second scripture you have given it was um second Corinthians four. Uh huh. Four what? Six through seven. Six through seven. All right. I put the first one in the event page already. You can tell you can do me the honor and put the next one in there. Uh, that's Second Corinthians four six through seven. I I have a couple things I'm going to actually talk about that you actually brought up, which was great. But uh, we're going to take a break. Um, here are a few few you know few information from our supporters. Music instruction for our learners, where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or Instrumental lessons, please contact us at 574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and change the lives of four-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. Another great sponsor is the new one, On The Go on-the-go mobile notary, when you're in the need of a notary public and you're on-the-go, then that's who you call, on-the-go mobile notary, your trusted and reliable notary. Call 410-370-7105 and be on-the-go with your notary solution. Another sponsor is a very talented young lady, Diana Eaton of Diana Orlena Photography. For great pictures at a great price, contact Diana on Facebook at Diana Eaton. And since we are talking, today's topic was when all you when all you can say is give me you. That is the song for tonight. Give me you. Give me you, everything else can wait. Give me you, I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you, Lord, give me you. 
Episodes when all you can say is "Give me you," and I mentioned the verses to it because you know it says "Give me you." Everything else can wait. Give me you. I hope I'm not too late. I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. It's me, O oh Lord. I'm on my knees, crying out to you. It's me, O oh Lord. I'm on my knees. Give me you. And sometimes life will put us in that position. Because everyone that we call on, everyone that we ask, everyone that we seek out, you know, the word says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean out to thy own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge in him, and he will direct thy path. But we all, even myself, get in this habit of, I'm going to call this person, I'm going to call that person, I'm going to talk to this leader, I'm going to talk to that leader, or, you know, I'm going to see what's going on. But um, we talked about the thief on the cross. Now, one of my favorite parables or favorite things that I was going to talk about tonight was found in Luke 10. Because we, you know, as Michelle was saying, we were talking about church hurt. It's really actually people hurt. And in Luke 10, 25 to about 36, um, it goes the story of the Good Samaritan. We got a background noise, Michelle. Michelle? Michelle? Hello? It is, I was saying there's a lot of background noise. Um, not sure what it is. <laughs> it's quiet here. Oh, okay. On one occasion, this is uh, the Good Samaritan. On one occasion, the experts of the law stood to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the laws, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus always liked to trick people. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus again, and who is my neighbor? Good question. And reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. Then they stripped him of his clothes and beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. And this man was half dead. Let's remember that. A priest. Hmm. A priest. Hmm. I'll say that again. A priest happened by, happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Uh, A priest happened by. And to a Levite, which is, and I I, want to be politically correct. A Levite, a member of the Hebrew tribe of Levi, especially of the part of the... part that provided assistance to the priests, and assistance to the priests and the worship of the Jewish temple. So the priests, and that first time I have to check that out, the priests happened by, to be going out the same way, and you know, he went on the other side. So to a Levite who's an assistant to the priest, when he came to the place, he saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. 
when he saw him, he took pity on him. Now, the Samaritans weren't liked or lovable people, Michelle. And I'm going to look that up, make sure that we, you know, be politically correct. Samaritans claim they are Israelite descendants of the northern Israelite tribes of Ephraim and the Manasseh who survived the destruction of the kingdom of Israel. But the Samaritans weren't liked. They weren't the people that at that time that the people liked. But a Samaritan who was not liked, I'll put that in there, as he traveled came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. So it's almost like you got the people inside the church. They came by, and they walked around. You had the priest, bishop, you know, the elder came by, and they walked around. Then you came, then came the assistant bishop, elder you know, whomever, and they walked around. But then you got a poor person who's not liked, could have been a drug addict who came by and said, had pity on that person. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine when he put, now that stuff's expensive now. He put oil and wine, then he put him, the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next morning, he took out two denarii denarii, and gave them to the innkeeper. Look at, now he's spending money on this man. He said, look after him. He said, look after him. He said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for the extra expense you may have. So he said, if there was any more, you ain't got to worry about it. I got you. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell in the hands of robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him, and that was the Samaritan. Jesus told them, told him, go and do likewise. So when we do our research, Michelle, and you mentioned it earlier. It's like, yeah, that's why I tell people, people hurt people, not church hurt people. We had that show already. And when I look at it, we had a priest and we had the priest's assistant. They both walked by and just left from there. But the one that was not liked by anybody in the group came by and had compassion on him. And that's the way the Lord wants us to be, regardless of the situation. Because the Lord, his mercy, the Bible says his mercies are new every morning. And that's not just on us, that's on everybody. Uh, you know, that's on everybody. And we have to, uh, the one thing you mentioned, Michelle, was, you know, we have to get out of the flesh. We have to get out of the flesh. She talked about the um, fruits of the spirit. We have to stay in our word. And we have to really understand what the fruits of the spirits are. Patience is one of the fruits of the spirits. Many times we don't have patience with people. Um, we we have to show love. You know, um, what is a long long suffering? Sometimes we have to suffer long with people. You know, we have to show those spiritual traits that are the fruit of the spirit to everyone that we meet. Because the one that was that people didn't even think that it's kind of funny. He didn't even say it was a Samaritan. All he said was the one who had mercy on him. He didn't. They didn't. They were so pompous that they didn't want to say, "Oh yeah, the good the Samaritan had mercy on him." But no, he said the one who had you know mercy on him. Yeah, he could have said the the, the Samaritan, but they so were so pompous. But they didn't want to, you know, say that because they didn't want to seem like they were giving, you know, giving kudos to the Samaritans. But um, we have to learn to stay out of the flesh. Flesh is that thing that we all can get wrapped up in because it's full of emotions. 
And our God is, is not a God of emotions. He does not deal on emotions. And we have to learn and understand that. Our God is not a God of emotions. You know, so once we learn that, then we will be better off, you know, as people. We'll, we'll have, we'll, you know, as godly people, as people who understand the true true nature of the God that we serve. Because, you know, again, the Samaritan had mercy. And how many of us can say on a daily basis that as we're going through life, as we're, you know, even with the people we work with, even with the family members, even with the, you know, people in our church, they may be right, wrong, or indifferent, but do we have compassion on them? Do we show mercy to them? Or do we want to get quick in the flesh and just, you know, quick in the flesh and do our own thing? Any questions on comments, Michelle? Yeah, actually, I wanted to say that, um, so, yeah, we were talking about the fruits of the Spirit, and you have called out a couple of them, but I was going to read the um, scripture where they are, and it's in, um, for anybody that wants to, you know, look it up, it's in Galatians, the fifth chapter, and um, I wanted to read, uh, I think it's verse 16. Through um, 18 and then the fruits of the spirit Starts at verse 22 But 16 through 18 It reads But I say walk by the spirit And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh For these are opposed to each other To keep you from doing the things you want to do but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And then um, the verse 22, it starts, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And I think that, you know, that is that is a great um, scripture in context. Verse 22 has, 22 and 23 actually call out the fruit. And if you notice, they don't say, a lot of us say fruits with an F, but it is actually fruit without an F because all of those things are bared forth by or, or, or are produced by the Spirit. And so they are the fruit of the Spirit. And so those are the things that we just naturally get when we accept Christ because, as you know, when we accept Christ, we receive the Spirit. And so these, this fruit or what is produced by the Spirit comes with it naturally. We just have to make a decision that we are not going to let it be, be squelched or be, or be um, uh, knocked out by our flesh. By displaying the flesh, we have to make that decision. And when we make that decision, then we know that we can bear forth that fruit of the Spirit uh, in the way in which we're talking about and treat one another, um, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our family, our friends, our neighbor, strangers on the street, anybody with that kind of, of um, you know, character, we can, we can bear forth all of these. We can show them love and be joyful and have peace and, and uh, experience patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and have self-control if we allow the spirit to, 
to be in the forefront as opposed to our flesh. And as the scripture says, keep in step with it. Go ahead and preach, 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 preach. Keep in step with it. Well, that's the hard part, ladies and gentlemen, keeping in step with it. Because, again, we, you know, we're only human and we're working. We're a work in progress daily. I remember a song growing up when I was little, and I used to be little like everyone else. I know I'm a, over a little half a century, a little over a half a century. But it's like he's still working on me to, to make me what I ought to be. It took him just like a day to make this moon and the stars, the sun, and, it, and you know, but it says he's still working on me. He's working on us daily. He's working on us daily. So we got to remember that we're a work in progress, but don't give up. Because if we, you know, if we fall down, you know, the Bible says the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. Don't stay down there. You know, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't like people that like to wallow in the mud. Get up, wipe yourself off, clean up, shave, brush your hair, do what you got to do, and get yourself back in step. Because there's going to be those times as tonight's episode was about when all you can say is, give me Jesus. There's going to be time because, you know, people will fail us because they're people. We have this tendency to put people on pedestals thinking that they're perfect. They're righteous. They're more righteous than we are. No, they're not. They're people. P-E-O-P-L-E. You know, they're in this, they were born, born into sin, just like us. You know, we were, we were born with that original sin from Adam and Eve. And so if we're born into a sinful world. We got to remember that no one is perfect. That was only Jesus Christ. And he came and he died, but he sent us a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit to help us throughout the rest of our lives on a daily basis. So when we, you know, when we face those, you know, leaders, those friends, those family members that really aren't showing that love to us, we know we have the love of God. We know we have the love of Jesus. We know, you know, all we got to do is open our mouths and talk to him, pray to him, you know, say, Abba, Father, because that, you know, that's what he wants. Open your word and read it. You know, we gave, uh, Michelle gave you a few scriptures tonight. I read the parable of the Good Samaritan. That's found in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to about 36, 37, because they were trying to trick Jesus, but he wasn't going to let them because he knows everything. So he told them who was the one who showed mercy. They didn't want to say the Samaritan. Like I said, they said something else, but that's okay. They know who it was. But um, this was a good episode. Any last comments, Michelle? You know, I was hoping you said that because uh, somebody, um, one of the ministers, said something to me that just really struck me. And I wanted to put it out there because I know you were saying, like, we're struggling, keep trying, and all of that. But you know what? The the word of God does declare that we should um, speak those things that are not as though they were. And this minister put forth this thought. She said, we should stop trying to be, stop trying to be, and settle in to what you already are. And that's the way she put it, and that really spoke to my spirit. Stop trying to be because that's, that's us. And when we're in the forefront, we lean to our own understanding. So we can't, we cannot be. We just are. So she said, settle into what you are. And you're going to write that into the event page. Thank you very much. (laughs) And with that, I have nothing more to say. Tonight was a good show. You know, I'm going to post it, make sure people listen to it, pass it on. Um, I'd like to thank all of you for listening, for supporting tonight's show, when all you can say is give me you. Because sometimes in our lives, you know, when you listen to the song, download the song yourself, because I did, um, 
download it, listen to it, because when you're going through those times when people are, you know, when the people you expect and wanted to be there aren't there, don't worry about it. Because if you just listen to the word of this song, God's got you. And as as uh, Michelle says, speak it as though it were. Again, I want to thank you guys so much for your love and support. This is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off. And as always, we'll see you at...